I'm Charlie Keegan. This is the Central Wigan Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Central Wigan podcast. This is episode 16 and it is a couple of days after we've just got a nil-nil draw at Ewood Park against Blackburn Rovers. It's the latest new era of Wigan after Colo Toro we thought was the first new era and now we've got Sean Maloney with the actual new first era. And I think the, the point was well-deserved over 90 minutes. I was really impressed with the way that we set up, the way that we played. There's a lot more positives to take from that game than there were any negatives. So Sean Maloney said that he wanted to give the supporters something back in the first game in charge of Ewell Park, and I definitely think that we did get that. We had three debuts, four including the gaffer, two injuries and one point. And I thought that overall, great to be back on track. We're on the path to survival now. We know what we need to do. We knew what we needed to do coming into it, and that is a great start. As always with these match reviews, we're going to go through the team selection first, then we'll talk about the game, the first half of the second half. I'll run through the stats, and then we will give our overall opinion on how the game went. So Sean Maloney's first team sheet had six changes from the 2-0 defeat at Luton Town. Ben Amash remained in goal with Jack Watmore supporting the new debuts Martin Kelly and Omar Rakik. It was Rakik's debut in the championship as well. Tendai Dariqwa took the captain's armband at right wing back. James McLean at left wing back after becoming a father for the fourth time earlier on in that day. So I'm very surprised he actually made the game. In the middle, we had Max Power and Christ Tiehi, and then we had a forward line of Will Keane, Callum Lang, and Daniel Sanani. On the bench, Wigan named Jamie Jones, Ryan Niambe, Tom Pierce, who was back from a really long injury. He only had a minute to his name in the championship all season, which he picked up in the opening day against Preston North End. Stephen Corker, Tom Naylor, Talo Asgard, and Charlie White, who was also back from injury. As we mentioned before the game, Miguel Aziz was suspended from this game due to raising a flare that was thrown onto the field against Cardiff City. That was the late equaliser from Will Keane. A flare was thrown on the field, Miguel Aziz picked it up, and I can't remember if it was the FA or the EFL, but one of them ended up banning him anyway, so he was out of action. But as the game kicked off, both sides were trying to get the first sight of goal quite early on. But the first huge chance came from a Bradley Dak ball that was played over the top of Tendai Dariqua. He really should have done better with it, but kind of got stuck under his feet. And then it let Ben Brereton Diaz get a one-on-one run against Ben Amos. Brereton Diaz didn't even look up when he was trying to take the shot. He just looked down at the ball, knew where the goal was, and he didn't see that Ben Amos was really well positioned to make the save. You can't take anything away from Amos for that save. That was It was brilliant so early on. If we'd have conceded that early on after four minutes, our heads would have gone for sure. Our first shot came after 15 minutes. It was Rakik took the ball inside Rovers' half and he sent a long ball up to Will Keane. I do think that Will Keane is too nice to play that sole striker role. Much better as a 10. The defender beat him in the air and the ball ended up dropping to Daniel Sanani outside the area. He took a shot, but it was straight at Ainsley Pears, who is the Blackburn keeper. But I did notice that from Rakik early on in the game. He was playing at left centre-back and he was using that space really well in front of him, trying to progress up the field, trying to get into Rovers' half. That allowed James McLean to push further up the field. That put more pressure on the Blackburn defence than I think they really prepared for because they had McLean, Sanani, Keane and Lang all to deal with. And then you had the balls coming from Christ Tiehi as well. So on the half-hour mark, Callum Lang picked up the ball to the left of the Blackburn penalty area, cut inside and took a shot from long range. That really reminded me, as he took it, of the Sean Maloney goal against Manchester United. And I thought that Lang, he wasn't really playing in a static position. Him and Sanani were playing more of a free flow in. You know, they could roam around and I think that really worked well for Lang but 
Again, missed the target. That's a real big problem for us this season. And then just before halftime, Ben Amos made another huge save. Sober Thomas found in the right area. Rakit kind of lost him because he was trying to track the run of another player. Sober Thomas came in from the back and his shot was low on the ground, which Amos could deal with pretty well. It was quite tight going into the going into the half. Blackburn had 49% possession. We had 51. They had five shots. We had seven. So it was quite close, but I was really impressed with Rakik, Sanani and Kelly. Going into the second half, neither team made any substitutions. And it was Rakik again who took the ball from our half, ran through, nearly lost it a couple of times. I don't know how he managed to keep hold of that and, and drive forward. Took a shot from the edge of the area and it just went wide. But a couple of minutes later, he went down. He was the first to go down injured. I'm not sure what it was. I think it, maybe it was a muscle injury. He came off anyway. I think he was trying to tell Sean Maloney that he could probably have carried on. But it was good that Maloney did bring him off because we can't afford any more injuries. But to come on in place of him was Tom Pierce. Blackburn made a couple of their own just after the hour mark with Jack Vale and John Buckley coming off for Sam Gallagher and Tyler Morton who was on loan from Liverpool. We had the ball in the net after a corner, Martin Kelly put it in at the back post. The referee ruled it out because when Callum Lang was running through the box, it looked like he had a, a hand around his neck. The ref didn't see that but what he did see was Callum Lang running into the goalkeeper and he disallowed it. Maybe that can bring up the argument of if you've got VAR in the championship, would it look back on that, overturn the decision, maybe give a penalty to Wigan but we don't have VAR. The ref clearly saw that Callum Lang had run into the, the keeper so I can understand why it was ruled out it's just obviously unlucky when you're trying to get that goal Daniel Sanani came off for Talawas guard with 25 minutes to go and then the first yellow card came off the Hayden Carter dragged down Callum Lang on the left of the area the free kick was set up in a dangerous area which Max Power took and for me shouldn't be allowed on free kick duties when it's that close to the area the ball sailed over the bar and I don't understand that why we're not giving Talawas guard a chance he can obviously hit from range I don't know how good his free kick taking is but I really think that we need to just give him the opportunities to do that especially in dangerous areas if it's by our halfway line or, or whatever then yeah give it to max power but not when it's so close to goal because I think if we're struggling to create chances and score from open play as it is you know we need to start getting better at set pieces and I think he might be the one Martin Kelly was the second person to go down with an injury after 75 minutes the surface looked quite hard for them to play on and he came down and I think his knee hyperflexed or went backwards or something like that but he looked in a lot of pain Sean Maloney has ruled him out he said that he doesn't look good at all I hope that that changes in the next couple of days but I am devastated for him we brought him in as a leader off the pitch we saw what we can do on it but he's been brilliant the last week so I'm devastated for him and it just was a bit of a cruel twist on the night with Omar Rakik and Martin Kelly both our new centre-backs who've come in on loan both going off injured with Kelly going off Will Keane also went off at the same time and Charlie White came on after being out for weeks with injury Rovers made two more changes with 10 minutes to go Bradley Dack and Sorber Thomas came off for Sam Schmodix and Ryan Hedges and then not too long after Ben Brereton Diaz was in the book for dragging Max Power down deep inside their half James McLean mid-timed a tackle late on which caused Joe Rank and Costello to get upset both plays got put into the book for an argument I don't understand why Rankin Costello even tried it. James McLean easily would have had him if there was no referee around. And then the big call right at the end. So Jack Watmore was running into the box and was trying to stop the ball getting to Harry Pickering. It looked like he was wrong-footed. He was falling to the ground and Pickering just didn't know that he was going down and ran into him. Tried to force the penalty. The referee said no, play on. But I do think looking back on it, we were very, very lucky. But the game ended 0-0. Ben Amos kept his fourth clean sheet in 16 appearances. Jack Watmore and Tendai Dariq were also with their fourth, but Jack played 24 games. Dariq has played 23. So I think that it was pretty positive overall. Just to look at the stats, obviously Blackburn 0, Wigan 0. The possession, Rovers had 56%, Wigan had 44. Shots, they had 9, we had 11. They had 3 shots on target, we had 1. And I was looking into the stats of our shooting over the season because... 
we're really struggling to hit the target and I was just intrigued to see how bad it actually is. We've had 311 attempts on goal this year with 79 of those finding the target so that's just 25%. From the 79 that we've actually hit on target we've scored 27 which is 34% of the on target conversion but of all attempts we've converted just 9% of them. So we definitely need to get better in the forward line. I'm hoping that Daniel Sanani can do that or Callum Lang you know can keep his shots down and that is definitely an area that we do need to improve on pretty drastically I would say. Passing accuracy they had 79% we had 75% we both had an offside each and we both received seven corners each. There's three yellow cards in the game, obviously Carter, Ben Brereton, Diaz and Rankin Constello. And then we had just the one person in the book, which was James McLean. So before the game, I went with 2-1 Wigan Athletic. And coming into it, I wasn't really sure what we were going to expect. I was hoping that we were going to have a big new manager bounce, which we obviously didn't get under Colo. But what we did get, I was very, very happy with. I was impressed with the three debuts. Obviously, it's a big shame that we lost Rakik to injury and Martin Kelly to injury. Rakik should be back by Saturday but if not then it's apparently not going to be too long afterwards. I thought Daniel Sanani was good but he just needs to tidy up his play a little bit. There's a lot of easy passes. I think there was one where he could have played it through to James McLean at the left of the area. He'd have played that McLean straight in there and he just overhit it so he needs to tidy up that but there's no doubt that he is going to be such a key player in a Maloney attacking style system. After the game Maloney said that if anything I thought that we could have been more aggressive when we were attacking but I think that that will come. The biggest thing has to be the mentality not to get the beat today. And I can't really disagree with anything he said. The mentality of getting a point and getting another clean sheet, which ironically our last clean sheet was against Blackburn Rovers at the DW on October the 11th. We looked so defensively naive under Colo Torre, but with Kelly and Rakit coming in, Jack Watmore playing at the level that he was, we looked so much better. We looked so aware. And what I did really like in the game as well was T.A. Heat in the centre midfield. I think he's a brilliant footballer and whatever Talal needs to negotiate as a fee to buy him, just do it right now. Sign, sign him up because he is brilliant. He allowed Dariqua to run further on down the right and I think the two of them were working really well. Dariqua for me had one of his best games of the season and so did Max Power and I think that T.A. Heat is crucial in both of those successes. He's a brilliant box-to-box midfielder and there was a few times that he picked the ball up at the edge of our area and just kept running with it forward. There was not much hesitation from him and he's always looking for a pass so he for me could have been up for player of the match. I know Martin Kelly ended up getting it awarded to him. Omar Rakik, if he would have stayed on the field, would have been one of my picks for player of the match. There was also a lot of shout for Ben Amos as well with the big saves that he made. So the point might not have put us any positions up the table, but it has started to close the gap. Wigan now sit on 26 points from 29 games played. Blackpool sit on 27 points with 29 games played as well. Huddersfield Town are on 28 points after 29 games also. Huddersfield and Blackpool have just played each other in the most dull 2-2 that I think I've ever watched, but that's really good. I don't want either of them playing very well. Cardiff sit on 29 points after 30 games, and Rotherham sit on 32 points after 29 games. So it's still really close at the bottom. The draw can't really be understated as how big it is for Wigan, and if we beat Huddersfield Town on Saturday, then we'll get up to 29 points, which will put us level with Cardiff if they can lose to Middlesbrough. But it really is our away form that is carrying us this season. At the DW, we've picked up nine points, which is the lowest in the league. But we've picked up 17 points on the road, which is the best in the bottom six. But it's also more than teams way up the table, sort of like Reading, who've got 11. Coventry have got 13. Millwall have got 15. Blackburn have got 16. So we're doing really well on the road, and it's just sorting out that home form. But... We can do that on Saturday against Huddersfield Town in the three o'clock kickoff. I'll have the full match preview ahead of that game out on Friday. Until then, you can follow our Twitter,
Twitter, which is at Central Wigan, or subscribe to the Substack, which is centralwigan.substack.com. It's a newsletter that goes straight to your email, which covers everything from match previews, match reviews like this one, loan reports, and other big news at the club. But that is everything from me, so until then, up the ticks. <laughs>